Hey, what's up? Hey, what's going on, man? So, not much. Oh, very good, very good. Now, I wanted to ask you, um, when you go through a depression or a uh, funk or whatever you want to call it, uh, what kind of do you listen to sad music to uh, feel like there's something that something is empathizing with you, or do you listen to happy music to get yourself out of the uh, the the depression or the sadness? It honestly depends on what I'm sad or mad or frustrated or angry about. Um, I feel like if I'm sad over, you know, say, uh, I don't know, like I or just depends what the situation is about. So like, let's say I'm depressed because I don't know, maybe just angry or something and I get depressed. Uh, I'll have to I'll have to listen to something that will pump me up and get me out of it. Like, mm. kind of like an extra push. Like, like oh, okay, I need to get myself out of this state of mind. You know, and I'll just go listen. Mostly I listen to Metallica. Like, if I'm at the gym, I just want to, um, you know, just take it out. Like, whatever I'm feeling. Um, just yeah, no. I just, I listen to something heavy. But if it's something sad, like, say, like a breakup or... Some, something that just makes me sad, like maybe the loss of a loved one. I usually try to listen to something sad uh, so I can feel like someone's empathizing with me. Like, I almost let the music express what I'm feeling. Like, if it's something I can't say, I'll have to listen to something that I feel is expressing what I want to express out of myself. Um, mm. so yeah, no, to answer your question, it's, it's, uh, it's if I'm sad, I'll listen to sad stuff. But it's almost like I have to experience that sadness so I can let it free. Right. If that makes sense to you. Like, what is that? What is that? I don't know. No, you know what? I think I think what you're describing is uh, a little bit of what a catharsis is. Um, are you familiar with that word at all? What is that? So catharsis is basically... No. It, it's like when you just kind of reach that, that moment of like when your emotions can just release. Uh most of the time when you're experiencing it it's when you're actually physically responding to your emotions like uh you know when you cry that's that's a catharsis um because you're like you know having a attention release from the sadness you know yeah. anger you know you'll go punch punch a hole in the wall you know things like that um i'm a little, oh, okay. i'm a little bit of the same way uh it to me it just feels weird to listen to happy music if I'm sad, uh, yeah, yeah, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, to me, to me, that's just a little bit. Uh, I don't know. I can't get down with that. Uh, so usually <laughs> for me, I'll just listen to something else that's sad. That can kind of like, it, it's kind of like having somebody empathize with you in the room, but without even really having a conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Y- you know what I mean? I because y- for yeah, me, yeah, like. Like, for me, I'll just listen to, uh, like, like instrumental music. Um, you know, the thing I found, mm-hmm. and I was thinking about this, is, like, whenever there is, like, chaos going on in my life or, uh, you know, just mm-hmm. bad times, whatever, it's weird. The, the trend I've seen in myself is that I like to listen to music that's very arranged, um, mm-hmm. very organized versus kind of, like... Uh, mm-hmm. Something that's very like uh, messy, not messy, but I guess a little like complex, right? 
Yeah, yeah, like I would a little more complex, more complicated. So, like I'll say this, like if I'm I wouldn't listen to garage rock if I'm sad. I, I cuz I feel like for me it's like when I listen to classical music because it's so heavily arranged, everything mm-hmm. has order, everything has meaning, everything has a place, oh. a purpose, it delivers uh the exact sound that's needed for that moment. Um mm-hmm. so to me, I think when I listen to music, it's almost like, like that, the lo- it's, hmm? it's almost like the logistics of the song is what you're kind of like putting in, into like like execution. Like it's almost like if the if the drums are heavy, it's like whatever that needs to feel like is expressed through the drums. Is that kind of where it's at, or like what do you mean? Uh, I think I think it's just more of like the nature of the music itself. Um, uh, let me. How do I? Um, Man, this is really hard to explain. Uh, I guess I guess I'll just say that I like mu- listening to music that has order. You know, mm. uh, that's like what song? Uh, okay, so like for example, and I'll uh, play a little sample of it right now, which is uh, Gabriel's Oboe um, by uh, Ennio Morricone. He was uh, uh, an Italian composer for like uh, spaghetti westerns. Uh, but this song he made, it was for the film, uh, The Mission. It's it's a really touching song. Um, like I said, every single note has color and everything has a place in order and meaning. I think that's the kind of stuff. I'll, I'll definitely say like orchestral music is something that I like to listen to when I'm sad. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyways, I'm going to play a sample of it for you folks right now. And we'll break it down. Cool. So what'd you think? So I heard it, and at, at the beginning, it sounds a little sad. Like the, some of the notes, it sounds like they're using minor notes. Um, yeah, I'm not sure how accurate that is. Is it? Oh, I have no idea, man. I'm not. I'm not. Oh, I'm not that deep into music theory yet. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Yeah, no, I know I the, I the notes at first sound kind of sad, and then towards the end, it, it, the impression I got was like it's kind of hopeful. Like the notes go to like major notes. It's like a little more happy. Yeah, so I could I could see how that could help you like navigate through something like like express this. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Um, I mean, the part that kills me in that song, I mean, which by the way, Yo Yo Ma, he killed it on that track. But uh, the part where uh, he's uh, duetting with the oboe, um, the original version of that song doesn't uh, is mostly the oboe soloing. Um, but yeah, no other other iterations of that song, uh, which I overall I recommend that film. Um, it's, it's what uh, film is it? Uh, the Mission. Um, it's about like uh, it's like set in the 1600s, 1700s. Uh, these two priests are trying to um, help a village of Indians uh, not get you know killed off by the uh, Spanish Portuguese powers that are competing for the area but the uh the importance of the song is that it it gets played at first when uh one of the priests who's uh jeremy irons he he uh plays it in the middle of the jungle and they all kind of come out you know they come out of the woodworks you know just exploring and uh, they're very curious about him and he gets accepted in the tribe at first but um 
you know, other other events happen later on. He's trying to help him out. And that theme uh, gets replayed with different instrumentation. Like uh, mm. uh, Ineo Morricone, he used like Native American instruments um, to... Because uh, uh, it, it, it was supposed to be like... Like emulate right. that sound, right? Yeah, to emulate the sound. But it was also kind of like poetic because he wanted it... Uh, he wanted that same oboe theme to be played and symbolically represent like the meeting of two worlds um or mm-hmm. or even maybe the harmony between the old and in the new worlds um mm-hmm. so yeah i mean that so that that theme has a lot of emotional resonance but um yeah dude i, I man i love that song mm-hmm. uh so yeah i mean it, does that kind of help you out like understand like what i mean by like uh songs that have order uh, kind of you know. because I just realized that the stuff that the one I listened to wasn't the one that I was supposed to. It was like one with like a violin. Yeah, no, that no, that is the that is the one that was. Is the, it? So so that's the Yo Yo Ma uh, version. Um, yeah, it's got like a symphony on it. Yeah, and that's and that's pretty much how it is in the film. Also, it oh, just okay. doesn't have a. Uh, it's it's just not in the film. You don't have Yo Yo Ma on cello soloing mm, but okay. I personally prefer his version a little bit more because he's dude he's just an outstanding cellist mm-hmm. man the, the the vibrato he'll put on strings um, he, he, he just he just knows how to get the most out of each note um, mm-hmm. sorry I'm, I'm kind of like gushing about this but uh, no it's cool yeah uh-huh. no I mean yeah I mean cause like man how could you not appreciate that um Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's that's kind of like the music I'll listen to if I'm sad, gotcha. and it, it resonates in my soul because it's mm-hmm. it's like, you know, ah, you know, th- th- this this has. It uh, sounds like place. it's very reflective. Like, like the song sounds like it's uh, like you're kind of going through a moment of reflection, and like to me, it was like okay at first, everything's all crazy and like just sad and chaotic, and then later it's like, but hold on, like things are gonna get better. Right. Right. Yeah, no, that's that's kind of like how my reaction to the song is. Um, I, I can definitely resonate with that sentiment. Um, so I was going to ask the question, which was when you are. Um, how do I define this question? Uh, because because it kind of has to do with. Um, Oh come on, man! Help me out here. No, jog, jog, no. Jog, jog my memory. <laughs> no, you know what? Um, it's one of those things. Where I, I've thought about it. It's like it's like I'm experiencing the pain, but I want it. But I want to express it through someone else's art, like someone else's music. Like, um, yeah, that's okay. So that kind of helps frame my question a little bit more. <laughs> which is, do you ever put yourself in the perspective of the person doing the music? Sometimes. Mm-hmm. It, de- uh, it depends on what I'm experiencing or feeling. Like, uh, if it's, say, like I said, it's a breakup or something, it has to be, like, some sad hip-hop song where they're talking about it. Mm. But if it's something different, like, uh, say, I just heard something about people, you know, just being weird and t- talking about me or something, it's like, okay, like, uh, it doesn't get to me, but it's like, okay, like, that's kind of irritating. But it doesn't matter. If, if I'm broke, <laughs> for example, or, like, uh, okay, so when I'm broke, I'll listen to hip hop, you know, where it's actually trying to get me out of that feeling. 
mm-hmm. know, I just always kind of felt like I feel like I've always kind of had this sense of like, okay, I got to get money. Like, I got to make myself like successful and I got to do this, got to do that. Got to hustle. Yeah, exactly. So if it's like I'm broke, I'll listen, I'll look, I'll listen to like T Grizzly or like Rick Ross. Um, mm. And be like, okay, like, okay, I'm broke, but not in the future. Like, I'm gonna put myself to work and get myself out of this situation. So I almost use it as like a, like a tool to get myself out of like that funk. But if I'm mad about, I don't know, I got into some argument with someone, like, and I'm pretty irritated, I'll listen to like Metallica or like um, something like a little heavy, not not so much Nirvana, but like like kind of like garage rock alternative rock to something like that you know right the most i think the uh, the context of which i mostly listen to garage rock and alternative rock is if i'm working out uh, oh yeah yeah because because that's when i absolutely need something to pump me up um right you know and i'll i'll turn on the tunes you know and hit some garage rock playlists i couldn't tell you the artists uh, offhand but yeah I'll like go on Spotify for those playlists and mm-hmm. stuff um, uh, yeah my playlist consists of a lot of Metallica, NoFX, Vico C um, Pennywise for sure because if you ever listen to Pennywise if, if you look at their lyrics like they're always just encouraging like doing better in life have you, you, know, know have you ever heard of Pennywise? <laughs> yeah <laughs> not the clown no no <laughs> no but you know what's funny though is because like I got called Pennywise at work by one of my what about yeah about like two weeks ago uh he he was planning on me uh he he basically um he was looking over he was looking over my uh shoulder at my laptop because i was uh putting in like notes and stuff like that Uh and he he saw my profile picture for my uh my district account uh-huh. And it's just, and it's not anything fancy. It's just, it's just me looking at the camera. It's just, a, it's just a basic selfie, you know. Yeah. yeah. But uh, he, he was clowning. He's like, oh, he's like, oh, look at you, Pennywise, you know. Just her <laughs> and all that. I'm like, wow. Oh I can't man. Getting, getting clowned on by this, you know, uh, second rate, you know, whatever. <laughs> oh, Anyways, come on. <laughs> no, but I did have a good comeback though. I, I was like, hey, you know what? I mean, at least I could change this profile picture. You can't do nothing about that. And I like right, pointed right, at right. his face when I was saying that. And then, <laughs> then I got masked. You know, I, I uh, had street cred after that. <laughs> you, you got jumped into the gang. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know, that happened. That happened once across the street from my house. I watched. No place. way. I Dude, it was so quick. Like they kind of. OK, so I was driving down the street and. Uh, I looked on my left and I, I saw like these kids jumping one guy and I was like, whoa, someone's getting jumped into a gang. I hope. <laughs> I turned around That's and when I came funny. back, they were all gone, man. Oh, they saw you coming. Yeah, no, they, they're, man, they were like ninjas. Uh, <laughs> they were like the League of Shadows from Batman. Uh, straight oh, up wow. Raja Ghoul. No, um, I can't remember why we got on this. Oh, Pennywise. Yeah, Pennywise. Yeah, yeah Pennywise is... Uh, they're like 90s skate like melodic punk and uh like i grew up all that stuff and i always mention it because i'm very proud of that because it kind of helped me become who i am really what do you it just kind of huh i was just gonna ask like how do you define because i've heard that phrase before uh melodic punk melodic punk is okay so i want the very first band that's considered melodic punk or that kind of invented melodic punk is bad religion okay and so so uh, melodic punk it, it's it's the, a lot of the notes are like a minor f f f minor f minor c and g 
Mm. And so it's a, it's a type of, for me, the way I see it, I'm, I'm not like an expert on it, but I just know that it's melodic because the way they sing it, they sing it in like a, like a, something like this melody, like it's a weird melody, like, ah, 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 ah. so like the, the, they'll go back and forth from like A minor to like F. Like, it's like, it's like, I'm pretty sure it's like the, the, the way that the guitar is strummed also because I, I notice a pattern every time I listen to it. It's like a, like a certain strum. You know, so it's like, it's almost like you, you're hearing a bunch of monks and like uh, singing like in what? the background but with punk. <laughs> yeah, it's like, they're like, ah! like I, I feel like the band that does that the most is Melancholy. Melancholy, when you I, listen to them, they even had like on their last album, they have a bunch of little kids singing uh, the melody. Like, they're like, uh, uh, you know, and so they so, do that so a lot. Of like, odds. I, I, maybe the odds make it melodic. Punk. I don't know, but is, is it, I so just they know do it's like, melodic, huh? So is it like Gregorian chanting, or is it just literally kind of like, yeah, like them just doing like they're, they're choral trying to emulate harmonies. that sound? Wow, that's hey, that's interesting. I'm gonna have to it's look at that. It's fast paced too, man. Like very fast paced, like circle pit beats. Um, yeah, see, that's that's the part I can't imagine. It's like, how would you, you know, listen, oh, 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 you know, yeah, you have like a sick beat on listen, it. All you gotta do is listen to Bad Religion, dude. Like, they're like the like the founders of that style, and then from there, a bunch of bands try to copy them. And one of those bands is NoFX, which is my favorite band, and so they did their own kind of style of uh, melodic punk. But then El Jefe came into the band in 1991, I believe, because I, I read the book and they're explaining it. And he brought the trumpet and like reggae into their sound, like ska and jazz. Oh yeah, so yeah. Their sound really changed, but it's really good stuff. Uh, so I, I, so have you looked at their biography? Bad, Re- uh, Bad religion. No, you know what? I heard they're coming with coming out with a book. Because I was thinking, like, I wonder, I wonder if there's like a correlation between the name of the band being Bad Religion and like, oh, you know. Because Gregorian chanting is mostly associated with, like, you know, uh, the Catholic hymns. Church. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? Like, okay, so yeah, that's that's probably why. I don't know. But I know that Pennywise is a song named Brohim. <laughs> and it's, like, one of the most melodic punk songs you'll ever listen to. It's, like, a lot of, whoa. You know, like, I don't know, dude. I can't explain it. I wish I, I was an expert <laughs> on the field. All I know is that I love it. Like, that's what I get up on. But, no, no, that's um, cool, man. Yeah, no. And if I'm sad, like like a like a depression kind of sad, but I'm still kind of angry, kind of depression sad. I was to a lot of Biko C. Okay. Yeah. Oh, Biko you said C. angry sad. Yeah. Have you ever been angry sad? <laughs> I I kind I think so. Yeah. You know it's. It, you, go ahead. It, angry sad is kind of like oh, I'm mad about this, and then there's still like a touch of like hopelessness at the end. It's like oh, I don't know if this will change. Yeah. I don't know. I yeah. tend to experience that. I don't know why. It's, it's interesting you mentioned that, right? Uh, angry, sad. Because um, I think we were talking about it the other day. Like, um, there's a word in Portuguese called uh, saudade. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have a word. Uh, it doesn't have a direct translation to English. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's kind of like a hard word to define. Because some people might define it as... Um, something you experience, but also something that you can have. Um, oh yeah, I think I recall you explaining that once. Right, and so what? 
one definition of it that really triggered a response for me is when somebody said, yeah, it's kind of like experiencing happiness and sadness at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, which that's, that's mind boggling. But you know what? I can understand that because uh, when you reflect on something that's no longer there, uh, mm-hmm. y- you're kind of happy because you got to experience something, but it's also sad at the same time because it's no longer there. It's gone, yeah. Yeah, it's gone. So it's interesting, you know, the the, the vast spectrum of emotionality you can really experience. Um, it's a contrast of all kinds of stuff in a concoction. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> you know, okay, so like, for example, there's one song I know that perfectly, perfectly encapsulates happiness and sadness at the same time. It's a song by this uh, Midwest rapper named Atmosphere. You ever heard of him? Okay, yeah. Have, uh, yeah. What's that song about? His, uh, well, I don't want to give it away. What's what's? Oh, <sighs> it's that song <laughs> with the with the real trippy surprise ending. I don't know, man. I, I know I've heard of it. I've seen like the name on Spotify. <laughs> I'm 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 definitely gonna have to look this up, and we're gonna have to yeah, sample it yeah, one day. Cool. Um, but for those of you curious, it's. <laughs> it's at least a song on the on by Atmosphere on an album. <laughs> look uh, up what what does the al- album art look like? You know what? I remember what the album name is. It's When Life Gives You Lemons. Yesterday, oh. that's what the song is called. Sorry, all this all this synapse is finally connected to my brain. Um, <laughs> no, gotcha. it's called Yesterday by Atmosphere. Yesterday. You listen to that song, and yeah, you. I dare you not to feel sad, even though it, it still what? sounds happy. Challenge accepted. Exactly. No, Emotional challenge. <laughs> how in tune with your emotions are you? Uh, on the rates on the scale from one to ten, how angry are you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's it's man, that song kills me. Yeah, and you know what? The thing is, really? like, you know, when there's some movies that you watch and they're never entertaining afterwards because you already know what's gonna happen. Yeah. This song still hits you even though you know it's gonna happen. Oh wow. It's kinda like Fight Club for me. Whenever I watch Fight Club, I oh, like <laughs> still kinda go, Whoa, that was crazy. I've never seen that I've never seen that film. Uh, you gotta watch it, dude. It's really good. <laughs> okay, there's a couple there's was... a couple things that <laughs> there's a couple things that you shouldn't watch, but they put it on there but I mean the, I think what I like about it is like the whole message that all the different things you could like dissect from it is what's really interesting like consumerism yeah machismo all these other things you know it's really cool yeah no, no I like films that you can go back to and there's always like something new to uh, discover mm-hmm. um, I think that's also like why I like orchestral music is because you know there there is like the main people in front you know, but then there's everybody in the background that you can kind of, so kind you of know, appreciate. say, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, you, yeah, you're like, oh, I didn't know that he was doing that while this guy over here was doing this. Um, you know, like I kind of had that. Go ahead. Is when I listen, like when I listen to the Beatles, like every time there's like something that I notice, it's like, oh, crap, I didn't know they were doing that. Like, I mean, mm, especially, yeah, that album totally does that. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, yeah, no. There's there's tons you could dissect from their albums. Um, Who was their producer? For me, it's uh, George Martin. Oh, right. But he's, I mean, he's a big name because of them. But uh, they're also a big name. Or he, I should say, he made a big name. Yeah, and, but but the weird thing is, like, he doesn't really, based off of what I've seen, he doesn't really have a an interesting discography 
after the Beatles. Mm. Um, and I think that's because he was so the opposite oh. of them. Um, you know, they were all kind of like, you know, haywired kids. And he was kind of like this, you know, kind of like classical, like by the books kind of guy. Um, so it was kind of like an interesting mixture um, between those two worlds. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I mean, yeah, I'm totally there with you on like the Beatles, like going back and, you know, seeing all the things happening in the background and stuff like that. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I'm so down. Um, so with, well, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, no, no. You go ahead, man. I was going to ask. So what do you listen to when you're sad or sad angry? <laughs> when I'm sad angry. We need a name for that emotion. I know, right? <laughs> we'll call it. Smad. <laughs> I'm smad. I, uh, dude, what do I listen to? You know what? I don't really get. You don't sit there and just kind of like space. I tend to do that a lot. You know what? Okay, so like what happens with me and being angry is that for the most part, I just get annoyed uh... at things and then I just like complain about oh. it in my head and then it's like oh man you yeah like i will really be hypercritical of something for like a good hour or two and then it's like you know but you should be forgiving you should be patient you know and it's like yeah yeah you're right conscience i should do that and it's like it's like do the right it's weird i don't li- i try to uh <laughs> not gonna say succeed all the time but Oh no, man! I don't. I don't think I really listen to music really? when I'm angry. I'm too focused in on the moment. Oh, yeah, wow. I, I can't do that, man. I think it said it's like a release for me. It's like, yeah, yeah. See, for me, it, it's and you know maybe I should do that. Maybe I should do that. But I think other times where I have listened to music when I was angry, um, it was. That's like the only time where I'll try to use music to steer my emotions in a different direction. And it's like, you know what? I'm not going to listen to something that's going to make me more angry. I'm actually going to listen to something that's super, super slow and chill. Hmm. Like what? Uh, like lo fi. Oh. Like, uh, like something, something like that. But, but, but it's like during those times where I need something like very simple. So, as we were saying before, like, if I'm sad, I like to listen to something that's, like, orchestral, complex, you know, but but uh, everything has a place, right? When I'm mad, I like to listen to, like, something that's very slow and just very uh, meditative. Mm. Um, something that's, like, very stripped down. Um, you know, lo-fi, lo-fi is good for that, you know, because you could just kind of zone out and just go into your own world while listening to it. So you almost, it sounds like you yeah. like a cure almost. Like the cure? Like, like a cure, like it's like a remedy. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I guess in a way, but mostly like I, I just try to like work it out in my own head. Uh, oh, gotcha. You know, I, w- I, w- I mean, that's that's if I happen to be really listening to music, that's, but I don't think. That's good though. That's yeah. Because like sometimes when, when I'm trying to, uh, like express what I'm feeling. Like if the lyrics are a little too like too like wounding, like I won't really. I'll change the song. I'm like, eh, I'm like, I don't want to go down too far in my sadness. I just want to be sad and get it over with, you know. Mm. 
<laughs> yeah. Weird. No, I get. I no, no, I get that. I get that. Um, do you uh, do you differentiate the different kind of sadnesses that you experience? I do. Like, oh, uh, I'm feeling like sad sometimes it's just like, oh, I'm, I'm bummed. Depressed. Like, I'm bummed out. My team lost. I'm bummed. And then yeah. there's like, my oh, God, like, yeah, someone I knew from high school passed away. And then, right. Oh, so and so isn't replying their texts. And so I'm like, man, maybe they don't like me anymore. Right. Yeah, I go through that too. <laughs> and I'll listen to something like that. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, it's weird for me. I'm not, I don't think of myself as being a highly technical person. Like, if, if you were to say the wrong word uh, for something, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go out of my way to correct you on it because I would still understand what you're saying anyways. Um, mm-hmm. uh, my mom did that earlier. She was, I think she was talking about, well, that doesn't matter. But anyways. Uh, <laughs> I that was a quick switch up right yeah. there. Yeah, I don't want to get angry again. No. Uh, yeah, yeah. See, uh, so. The Hulk. I know, right? I'm, I'm real. That's, that's the thing about me, Tony. I'm always angry. <laughs> Good old, I like your impression, man. good old Mark Ruffalo. Uh, but yeah, so it, I'm not usually super technical, but I do try to be very careful with what kind of words I use to describe yeah. my emotions, you know, because I feel like there's power in words. Dude, there really is. Um, like, like anytime that you ever say I can't, uh, it, it's kind of like you're surrendering your power already, you know? It, it, you know, like, uh, like when you when you uh, don't meet an appointment for something or an agreement or something, you say, "Oh, I can't do it." It's like, is it really that you couldn't, or was it that you didn't prioritize? Oh, right, know? right, right. And I, and I'm, and when others do that to me, I'm not critical of them, but I do try to have. Uh, not use that language, basically. Yeah, I, I try to have a language awareness, you know, because I don't want to empower... That's uh, good, dude. I don't want to empower bad things to, like, have control over my life, you know? Um, mm-hmm. So, it, it, even though... Yeah, what? I said that's good. Yeah, you know, and even though it would be easier to just say, oh, yeah, I couldn't make it, I'm sorry, or, uh, you know, I, you know, this and that, I try to be a lot more careful. Like, uh, I meant to text somebody... And congratulate them on something, but I let it. I let it slip away, and I didn't prioritize um, the 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 necessary obligation to you know text that person. Um, now I could have just said I I oh I'm sorry I got busy and I forgot and I couldn't do it. But it's like ah uh, you know we we can have a little bit more responsibility, but without being like a. Um, but without self-depreciating, right. you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't know. I try to be very careful not to say like I'm depressed. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, am I really depressed, or is this kind of just like a fun? Mm-hmm. You know, is this just feeling a blue? You know, let's not give more power to it than we need yeah. to. You know. Uh, but then there are times where it's like I faced a depression. Mm-hmm. No, no. I was, I was just thinking like uh, one common habit that I've been kind of developing again is um because i had worked i had worked through things to get rid of the habit of saying i hate that like i said oh, i hate that and so and like i kind of slammed my fist mm. on the floor when i was like and so i lately i yeah. felt like when i'm trying to record a song or 
just trying to write something, I'm like, ah, I hate that I can't come up with this, or ah, I hate this. And so it just becomes unpleasant, and I don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> so I've been kind of right, that, right. I'm like, maybe I should stop saying that. Just, I dislike this this situation or something. I don't know. I just that way, but well, I think I think it just uh, puts you in a position oh. where you have to think about something specifically. Mm. You know what I mean? Like instead of just saying, "Oh, I hate it," it's like, "Okay, do I really hate it?" Or is it that I'm having a hard time getting results that I want? Yeah, that's what, that's, that's, really, that's essentially what it is, really. Yeah, so I mean, you know, no, that's but that's really good though, because you're having self reflection. You're assessing what your true emotionality is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man, I feel like this is like a therapy session yeah. right now. <laughs> Straight up, it is. Session was my 2016. I go through this like bad depression. I'm like just always chilling at home, not doing anything. And then I remember in like 2005 or some music video on this channel in Mexico called Telehit that we, for some reason we had that channel. I think we had like a package or something in Dish Network. And it was, mm. it was like uh, we're sitting in the living room and. Uh, video came out and it's this rapper it's Vico C he's got like this little top fedora he's like in a suit like a pinstripe suit and he's like rapping with these two chicks they're like the dancers or whatever and so the lyrics really struck me when I was sitting there listening to it because the song's called This Aogo which and so I really relate I mean I was down you know my mom's always been there you know especially for the hard moments and so uh, and I heard that I had to put it on my iPod at the time that, that I had, you know, because like iPods, I don't think anyone has those anymore. But no, they don't. Uh, so I put on my iPod and I just kept, kept I kept that song as, as kind of like a like a backup cut plan, like a little pill or something. Like, oh man, or I'm I'm experiencing something. I need to listen to this song and just let it out, like express myself that way or work out. So in 2016, when I went through another similar depression, um, I. Had, this album by Vico C, same artist. It's Aquel que había muerto. He who have, he who has died. It's it basically what he's saying is how he went from, you know, having this like really immoral life to being cheated on and and jacked by the record label and all these like hit rock bottom. He got into drugs and stuff, and now he's like coming back up. But he's coming at life with a different, much more positive one. Only the things that he lived made him bitter a little bit and like a little more aggressive in his delivery so i could see how mm. i like a lot of people i've heard i've heard people say like oh he's kind of like latino eminem or something but the difference is that he's not so much full of hate i, I would say all the he's very like he's a christian and so he's always mentioning things about god and stuff but it's just the delivery similar to eminem's um but mm. get out from him from uh, from the funk it was 2016 in 2016 it was uh, I had this I developed a bit of, in the morning I would wake up put that song on my head all the way down to the gym work out and walk all the way back and by the time I came back I was already tired so I didn't have any more energy to feel that experience that emotion anymore you know what I mean mm. wow that's Woo. Yeah, lot, <laughs> yeah, it's a good. <laughs> it's a, uh, you heard it, right? Ever... 
Yeah, that's why we have our good old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was, no, it was dope. I was one of those people who said you reminds me of a Latino Eminem. Yeah, yeah. Uh, My other friend said it too. But uh, yeah. <laughs> well, anyways, no, I mean, uh, this was an excellent uh, free therapy session. Uh, <laughs> and uh, now, yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, this was a great review of some great music and emotion. So psychology. We're gonna tune out. Psychology. Now. That's right. That's right. There's, you know, you know what I'm saying. Psychology one on one. Um. Anyway, well, we'll see you guys next Sunday. All right.